I was like, ah, it's too loud. This is Geekology, a show where we geek out about all things awesome. Episode 4, Spoilers All Over the Place. Hello everyone, and welcome to Geekology, the show where we geek out about all things awesome. I'm Holly Anderson. And I'm Darcy Bernard, and I completely forgot that we had that as a slogan, <laughs> so I'm glad you started. <laughs> and we are joined by our geekologist for the day, Josh Steelancourt of <laughs> Maxaccessibility.net and Blindspots.net. I've been called many things, but never a geekologist. geekologist. (laughs) So thank you for having me. (laughs) You're welcome. Yeah, we did that one, I think, with one of uh, the first time we had a guest on, and and Holly just came out with that. I'm like, okay, yeah, I guess we can go with that. (laughs) (laughs) I just went with it because, you know. That's awesome. (laughs) We are going to be discussing the movie that just came out a couple weeks ago of the Divergent, uh, first Divergent book. That was made into a movie. That was kind of awkward, but you got what I'm talking about. So um, that's what we're discussing. And is the series the series of books? Is it called the Divergent series? Does it have a name like that? Or? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. A, it's yeah. A, isn't it Divergent? It's Divergent. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Um, and the first book is also called Divergent. So. Right. 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 Um, Which is funny because a lot of times those things go the other way, where like the last book is like uh, you know think about like the Dark Tower. And stuff right, like that. Right. It seems like usually it's the last book that kind of makes <clears throat> it's interesting. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, the Dark Tower was called the Dark Tower before the last book came out, wasn't it? Well, the series yeah. was. Yeah. 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 So. The, seri- the series was called the Dark Tower, like the Gunslinger or the Dark Tower number one, that kind of thing. Yeah. 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 Um, so I guess we'll just start out with initial impressions like uh, of the movie and what we thought of it and stuff like that. So what did you guys think? I guess I can go first. All right. um, I thought it was good. Um, It was a little long, but I don't see how they could have made it any shorter. It was actually funny because I was watching it going, we're like halfway through and they haven't done this and they haven't haven't done this part. And there's like this to go. I'm like, how are they going to do all this stuff and make it fit? But it it worked, I think, pretty well. Um, I think it could have been a little bit tighter. I think... Sometimes with movies like that, they tend to follow the book almost too closely, and it becomes a little bit like, if you've read the book, it sort of isn't as exciting, I think. I don't know, maybe that's just me, because I know with the first Harry Potter movie, the first couple of Harry Potter movies, I found them a little bit tedious because they were so closely related to the books that, like, you know, it didn't flow very well, and it was just, like, one thing to the next thing, like, there was no connection, connecting parts. So I found that a little bit with this movie, I think. What do you think, Josh? Um, okay, a couple of things, actually. First of all, just kind of based on what Holly was saying there, I, I'm actually on the other side where I, I like movies that follow the books relatively closely. I, I totally get that it's a different medium and you have to, uh, you, you know, you have to tell a story in a different way for film than you do in a novel. But like for the Harry Potter series, using that example, like the, the second one in particular, I thought was actually the best adaptation of those movies. Um, the first one was good. Um, and I, I kind of concede your point definitely with, I think with the first one for Divergent um, they did follow it really closely it seemed though to me where that it was a little um, 
a, a little unevenly <clears throat> distributed, I guess you would say, where the, the parts of the story that I thought they were going to highlight on, in the film um, seemed to be pushed to the background. So, like, for example, I was kind of surprised sitting there watching it where, you know, there's the big climax at the end, um, the big battle and all these things going on. That literally in the movie is like 15 minutes. <laughs> and I was yeah. originally going in thinking that that was going to be like the last you know, half hour, 45 minutes of the film, at least, sort of thing. And you know, I thought that was going to sort of be the the centerpiece of it, and it wasn't. So that was kind of surprising. Um, yeah, actually, it was, because I was, I was like, you know, I was looking at, thinking about the time going, wow, you know, they don't, they're not leaving a lot of time for this, the big, the big scene at the end, mm-hmm. which was, you know, not, granted, it wasn't a huge part of the book, but it seems like it was, because it was such a big... Because that's you know, sort of what was, you remember were, when you think yeah, about the book. Yeah, because they were training, and they, you know, it was that was <clears throat> that was exciting, and that was you know kind of fun. And but then, like when when the stuff kicks, the, we're going to spoil this all to crap. So if you haven't seen it or if you haven't read the, read book, the book or seen the then, movie, then yeah. you're probably <laughs> um, I'm not even sure why you're listening really because <laughs> when the serum kicks in and they're um, or the simu- the simulation kicks in and you know they're, they're like that part was intense for me. Like I was like, this is. This is real. This isn't. They're not playing around. This isn't a little kids' book anymore. They, you know, they're they're not playing around anymore. So, I was a little bit surprised that that wasn't played up more. I guess, because um, it seemed like even like the marching, I expected it to be a little more military and not quite so. Like it didn't. It. it I thought they would play up that stuff more. So. Yeah, I kind kind of agree. And just like one other little thing with this part of it. Um, also get, connecting it back to what you were saying about the Harry Potter series. If you look at Chamber of Secrets, um, the way that that movie was constructed uh, differently from the book was that uh, at a certain point in the story you have, you know, spoiler alerts, but if you haven't read Harry Potter yet, you're probably not ever going to because this is like 13 years ago. Yeah. Uh, they, the point where um, Hermione gets uh petrified right. that's quite a ways from the end of that film that's like an hour or more before the end of the movie so if like for almost half the film she is out of commission well in the book that's only like the last maybe quarter of the story but so much of the so many of the important events happen after that point that that that's you know a much higher percentage <laughs> of the film than than it is of the book, and I expected something similar. Yeah, down true. Here with right, because right. that that's that movie, you get the, the all the deals with the spiders, and then the, the chamber exactly. secrets and everything. Like the, there's a lot there. But it exactly. seems like they didn't highlight the training. I'm not really sure. Thinking back, like they didn't do a lot with training either. Like, and and I definitely was kind of interested because they definitely, to me, toned Eric down a lot. Like I didn't find him quite as as sinister as in the book. Like, in the book, he seemed way more sinister to me than in the movie. They, I mean, he was sinister in the movie, but I think they toned him down a lot. I think it felt that way, though, because we're not really getting Triss's... Like, in the book, Triss, the, the main character, is giving you... Everything's filtered through her perspe- perception. Right. And mm-hmm. Because we're, you know, along with her, we're feeling what she's feeling toward the character... I think it gets amplified, and I think this movie lost a bit of that. I wish they, you know, they had her voiceover telling the story at the beginning and end, and I kind of wished we'd had a little bit of it, like through the film, because I think it would have 
amped up the like the emotional impact of the movie if they had but done people, that. People like I know sighted people hate voiceovers, so um, I don't know if there were maybe visual things that were happening that we missed. We watched it described. Um, well, the when we finally got it working, but we watched it. So I don't know if there were other things that we were missing, but um, and I definitely like I think he was definitely sinister, but. Um, and, and there were a lot of characters that weren't mentioned at all, which I found kind of interesting, like Uriah and, um, Zeke and, uh, Marlene and Lynn. Like, none of those characters were mentioned at all, which was interesting to me. Yeah, because they will have, uh, I mean, I think they're, they're there because they, they, the parts are cast and everything, but they're not, yeah, they didn't, they didn't focus on any of those characters. Yeah, which I guess they couldn't have have anyway, because it was a long movie and. Yeah. So I, I get, I, I get that. I think. That's where I think maybe some of the, um, if they changed things around a little bit from the book and made it a little bit more movie-like, um, they could have maybe worked some of that stuff in. I don't know, maybe not. I know it was interesting watching, because I know reading the description of Dauntless and then seeing it on screen, like, um, when they first go there and it's, like, so loud, I was like, ah, it's too loud! <laughs> I was like, I don't Well, that's want... kind of what you'd imagine, though. I yeah, mean, it totally very... is, but, like, it was just, like... Seeing it personified was really interesting to me because it was just so loud. And I was like, make it be quiet. <laughs> so I probably wouldn't be, I probably wouldn't be a Dauntless member. Because <laughs> I like quiet. <laughs> I'd probably think, end up being... I liked it. I, I mean, I, the, I, um, it, I, and I think we all liked it. It sounds like we didn't because kind of pointing out the things. I, I, I really liked the movie. I, I, um, it was it was kind of interesting. Like I, um, before we started the show, I said I wasn't I wasn't sure because I read the books a couple years ago, the the first two, and I wasn't sure how much I remember. But it was it was like it all came back to me, and I I um I really enjoyed. It. There were a few things that were sort of interesting. Like um, I know there was they they did change a few things because there was the part where where um um we 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 find it in a different spot that. That Triss's mother was was dauntless because she came in in the in the in the book she came to visit her because it was yeah, like a visiting, visiting day. thing yeah. and they didn't really have it like in the movie it seemed more like you know once you once you go to your new um, what were they called what were the factions once you go to your new faction you know you never see them again so it was it was sort of, it, it kind of had that impression that it was it was a little bit different um, yeah I well, I think they were trying to simplify things yeah. for the yeah. Film. yeah 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 which you'd have to do sometimes. Uh, one thing, and this is sort of um, off on a little tangent. I'm, I'm curious to get both of your thoughts on this. One thing I, I noticed, and it, it, it struck me as a little weird, given that this movie's more like of a, a science fictiony type thing, and at the very least, supposed to take place at some point in the the future. All through the music, all through the movie, while stuff was happening, there was a lot of um, you know, very like contemporary pop music. And it's it's to me it seemed kind of I mean I understand that they do that like the Twilight movies did that and I actually liked a lot of the music in it because um but I was just curious like did, did it seem weird to either of you that they had you know no it's, I it's, didn't notice yeah to me I know what you mean and I think it's a it's a product of getting old at least in my case or that that's not the way things used to be done in these kind of movies but like in, I mean even in the recent Star Trek movies there has been some contemporary music and stuff used and i think it's just that's just the way film is going in general and i think it's in some ways and not not all movies are doing it by any means but i think in some ways it's unfortunate because i think 
it means these movies will get more dated than they need to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, you know? too, like, they're trying to sell the movie to, like, because it's a young adult book, right? So it's a young adult teen movie, yeah. and they're trying to sell it to teens who like music and who buy soundtracks. Yeah. Uh, that's my cynical yeah. coming out. But and, oh, yeah. Again, I don't even, it, it, like, the the music I didn't even mind. I mean, I, I... I didn't notice the music so much throughout the movie. Obviously, at the end, there were a couple songs, and I really liked, you know, one of them. But um probably going to buy it, the Snow Patrol one. But, um... I didn't I, notice so much music throughout the movie, but I'm sure there was. I just because actually, like I'm, I like I like um, Ellie Goulding, and a lot of her music was in the movie. But it just seems sort of weird to me. Like it seems like you know, in a few years, that might make it a little dated. Um, it could. I, but... Thinking about like a, a really good example of this is if you if you look at the original Star Wars movies, um, like before they changed stuff. Um, you know, obviously that music being all orchestral and everything, it doesn't it doesn't sound dated. But then there's a part in in the Return of the Jedi, when you're in Jabba's palace and the music they're playing, I think it's supposed <laughs> yeah. to sound more, and it has this very like disco sound to it, and it yeah, really sticks they out. That for the special editions and made it more of like a big band jazz kind of thing to make it less <laughs> yeah. readable. Yeah, because so. the first time he's like, "Whoa, that sounds really, really disco." Um, yeah, yeah, I think it's just a product of the movie and because they want to sell soundtracks and you know. oh I, I get it i mean i totally get it i just it just seems like because you think i think it really started like that with the with the twilight the twilight movies, movies yeah yeah was um like, i mean certainly movies and they're trying to, to capture that crowd of you know people yeah, i mean certainly soundtracks are nothing new like mu- movies movies have used um music um like if say if a movie takes place in the past like forrest gump is a good example of that you know they have through all the periods of his life, they have, you know, the contemporary music from that point, and it, it obviously makes sense. It just it just seems weird. It just, like, Twilight didn't even strike me as weird, because that's, you know, takes place in the present. You know, it's like a contemporary... Mm-hmm. It, just, it just sort of seemed weird to me. Like I said, I didn't mind But the it. music of Twilight had a different feel than, like, it was very, like, indie and... Yeah. Edgy, kind uh, of. You know, I, I used the Star Trek as an example, too, but at least, at least in the first one, anyway, um, the... The uh, use of it at least made some sort of sense because Kirk was in an antique car and he likes antiques anyway, so he's listening to antique music right. by that you know by that standard. So at least you can kind of explain it away to a degree. So, oh sure, yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, yeah. we're, I, I mean, obviously, you know, we're not thinking that like these people aren't hearing that music. Yeah, it's, it's, just, it's just for it's us, but music, it's it's yeah. it's. I, I just. It just sort of struck me as interesting because I'm thinking about most, you know, fantasy or science fiction. Like even though you, don't, you know, the Harry Potter movies obviously have like a very like orchestral um, sound. Yeah, except for uh, when they did the uh, whole Weird Sisters thing, <laughs> but I guess that works as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I don't know. I think it's it's. I think it will probably go back to that eventually. Right now, and I wonder if the because this was more like you know they're at school and they're doing that. I wonder if the next movie will be more. Like, yeah, you know, more grown up because now they're not at school anymore, and you know they're, they're doing. The, yeah, the second book's definitely darker. Yeah, uh, just a darker storyline. Oh yeah. Right. Anyway, so I wonder, so. you know, it'd be interesting to see. It, yeah. If there's another movie, it, what ha- will happen there? Yeah. And I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I actually didn't didn't mind the music. I just it just struck me as sort of interesting, and that's why I wanted to get your your uh, your take on it. I don't know. I'm trying to think of what another thing that was really interesting in the movie too was um, Janine Matthews. I think had a little bit bigger role as far as like interactions with Triss and things. Cause we didn't really see them interact much in the first book. Did we, it was more in the second book that we saw them. 
Interact. We did, but I think it was a bit, a little bit expanded in this yeah. in the movie. But it wasn't, it wasn't a lot expanded. I think some yeah. of that was, hey, we've landed Kate Winslet. Kate Winslet, totally, yeah. yeah. Use that while we can. Yeah, yeah. So. because you, you she pay wasn't for Kate Winslet, Winslet. You're going to use Kate yeah. Winslet. <laughs> she wasn't in the. She wasn't in the book. She wasn't the one who announced the, um, the ceremony for. The, I'm completely blanking on the what it's called, but where they pick their affection. choosing choosing yeah. Ser- yeah. She wasn't the one who announced that in the book, was she? Or was she? No, I think it was Marcus, wasn't it? I think so, yeah. So it's Marcus. If I it probably right. doesn't really, it didn't really matter. But yeah, you're right. If they get Kate Winslet, they're going to use Kate Winslet. So Yeah. Which I actually, she's British in real life, right? Yep. Her American accent was really good, I thought. Yeah, well, I mean, she did the American accent for uh, Titanic, Titanic yeah, as true. well. That was really good. So. I haven't seen Titanic, so. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah, and, so, and sometimes you do do that with movies. You you com- you either combine characters or you kind of move things around a little bit so that you get people get you know the amount of screen time and everything like that. I I, I do want to say since we're talking about that is I don't think the casting could have been any better for this movie. Like I thought they everyone in every part so embodied the characters that they were totally like, yeah oh, I yeah. agree definitely it was, like Tris was like spot on and yeah. And four. And four. And, uh, Although, did anybody else have trouble understanding him at times? I don't think I, I had trouble did. with... Now, he was also doing an American accent. Yeah, um, I had some trouble with his... Like, when he would, like, um, talk lower, I had trouble sometimes with his, some of his words. I but. don't think I did. Um, you and I talked about that afterwards. I don't mm-hmm. remember having any issues there, but... Um. The actor is from New Zealand, and he has a very thick New Zealand accent normally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um... And uh, I saw uh, the panel on Divergent last year at Comic-Con, and basically the entire cast was there on stage. And they uh, they all talked a bit. And, uh, yeah, he, he talked a lot about you – know, they asked him, you know, all this stuff that you're doing in the movie. You're jumping off trains. You're doing you know, all these crazy stunts and things. And he did a lot of his own stunts. Um, and they were like, well, what was the hardest thing you had to do? And he said the American accent. So. <laughs> I imagine that would be so hard. I I can't even imagine trying to to do a different accent like through an entire movie, and and do it well. Like not yeah. everybody can, because we. I mean, I'm sure we've all heard accents that weren't so good. But the mm-hmm. ones when you do it well, and it's like yeah. And Ashley Dud Ashley Judd was also in this movie, so they had a lot of like high profile people. She was Tris's mother, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mother. So, yeah. 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 So, yeah, they so had- the casting was just phenomenal i mm-hmm. was i was very very happy with the way that they uh they had they, they you know the people that they got in the way that that it was that it was cast was really good yeah 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 i'm i'm i, I really like the movie i mean i really liked i really liked i mean just when i first read the story that was one of those stories that just kind of had me right from the beginning you know because it was just such an interesting universe and so i was excited about the movie and i'm glad that you know it's it's come out really well yeah. Do we know if there's going to be a second? Or do we yes. Know? Oh, yeah. Is, okay. it, it's, they've even got a date. I looked all this up uh, this morning, actually, to make sure. Very good. You uh, are prepared. <laughs> Unlike is, us, who uh, host the show. <laughs> it is uh, March, I believe it was March 20-something. March 20 I think it's March 20th of next year. So. Oh, really? Oh, really? Wow. So Have they gonna... started filming it yet? Uh, I, not that I've seen. Um, it's going to be a quick turnaround, because isn't it usually like two years between... Because I know the Hunger no, Games were no, a year sometimes apart. Sometimes it's but... about a year, year and a half. Yeah, well, they started uh, the the script 
what went into the you know the guy that they hired to write the script for the second one started last May. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely, uh, it's been in the works for a while. And then they did just announce uh, like a week ago that uh, Allegiant will also be done, broken into two films, which seems to be the the new standard that Harry Potter has set. So yeah. Um, so we'll get Allegiance parts one and two. Uh, uh, you know, I don't know 15. how I feel about that. Yeah, in, uh, I can sort of. I haven't read the last book, so I can't it. comment to ha- if there's enough story. Like I know with the Harry Potter movie, there was definitely enough story to fill two movies. Um, I don't know about. I mean, I, again, I I know Twilight did it. I haven't read the Twilight books, so I couldn't can't comment to that. But I don't know. I think- on, on first blush, I don't feel like there is enough story in book three, but maybe there is. Then I'm not thinking about it. I think it's they, very I dense. Think the be. story in book three is very dense, so maybe for that reason they're splitting it into two because it's it's it's, it's a lot less accessible than the other two. I think for like just your lame and audiences who don't do a lot of science fiction things because they this isn't really a spoiler, but they do get into a lot of like genetic stuff. So yeah, and there's there's kind of two. Like Allegiant, very almost to me anyway, felt kind of like to like. There's a point somewhere roughly in the middle where it's almost like okay, this storyline is done, and now here is the next storyline for the last half of the book. So if they break it up the way that the story's broken up without giving anything away at this point, I mm-hmm. think that would probably work yeah. reasonably well. That's actually another talking about what we were talking about before with with Chamber of Secrets. That's another thing with the Harry Potter like. Where they broke up the two movies wasn't necessarily the midpoint of the book. It was, but the last part there was so much going on in the last right. Yeah, exactly. That it, if, it, yeah, it, I think the the part two was only like the last maybe quarter of the book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So mm-hmm. yeah, but that was a a great example of, and I mean, really, I mean, that's the only one I've really seen, I guess. But that was a great example of use you know breaking a, a book into two films the right way like yeah. that was really really well done and i think where they they broke twilight up too and where they broke twilight up made a lot of sense um the one thing i really can't see talk and and i haven't seen the the films but <clears throat> i have read the book i find it kind of hard to imagine the hobbit being three films you know because it's like <clears throat> there was one film for each of those other movies and those are I think much longer books. So it seems a little weird, but um, I, I can actually answer that. Cause I had the same question and someone explained it to me. So I can answer this question. Okay. Because that, cause the Hobbit is really short and I'm like, how are they making like three, two plus hour movies out of this? And it's because it's not all the Hobbit, like the Hobbit's being used as a framework. And then there's lots of, I guess like flashbacks and side trips and things like that, that are all based on, uh, like short stories and other material that Tolkien wrote for Lord of the Rings that didn't end up anywhere else. Hmm. So they're like using that to expand it out in the context of the, the Hobbit story that's going on okay. as well. So, okay. yeah, because that confused me as well when I first heard they were doing that. I was like, wow, talking about milking it for all it's worth. Yeah, because it's like, like when you first read that book, I mean, it's I mean it's long, but it's not super long. Like it's it's it doesn't seem like a three movie, like three movies worth of story is in that book. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, at least not a very interesting story if you <laughs> um, spread it out over three movies. But uh, yeah. I think this will work. I know they're also breaking um, the third Hunger Games book into two. <gasps> I kind of oh. thought they might. Yeah, yeah that's sort of. I, I, my cynical, the cynical part of me is like, well, they need to tell a bigger story. But the other part of me is like, they just want to make more money. <laughs> 
series because like they know it's the last one. I don't know. Maybe that's not right, but it seems like it's probably. I know with Harry Potter, I think it was necessary, um, and maybe with Twilight, it was necessary. Although you could probably argue, um, and we'll see with Divergent and The Hunger Games. I guess The Hunger Games was pretty long. Um, yeah, I think it, I think it just I think there's probably a bit of both. I mean, yeah, obviously absolutely. they're going to make more money, so that yeah. Yeah. that's going to be what they're going to do. It's, it's hard to but, it's hard to turn that down. Exactly. But, yeah. uh, the yeah, other hand, but but again, I think Mockingjay and you know and Allegiant, while not anywhere near as long as like the Deathly Hallows, uh, like you were saying about Allegiant, they're very, I think Mockingjay also is a very dense book. Yeah, yeah. I don't really remember uh, much about it, honestly. Like, I remember bits of it, but I'll be interested to see the movie because I know I enjoyed Catching Fire, the movie. Um, maybe even a little bit more than the book. I like the book, but I wonder if I'll feel the same way about the third movie because I know the third book I was less impressed with. And the same with, with sort of, with Allegiant. Like, I was a little bit less impressed with book three. So, yeah, well, no, do I'm not going to spoil right, anything. I'm just, I'm just saying. Remind like, you know, I think part of the problem there is because I I kind of know what you mean, and then over time my opinion has changed on Mockingjay, and it's starting to with the Legion as well. I think part of the problem with, for me anyway, with those was that by the time you got to the third book, expe- expectations were so high that there was no way anything could live up to, mm-hmm. at least for me anyway. Yeah. Like I enjoyed Hunger Games. I love Divergent. I think the Divergent series is so much better in almost every conceivable way over Hunger Games, even with as much as I enjoyed Hunger Games, but... Yeah. Um, I, I yeah. enjoy that. I mean, I've, I've not even read the last book, but I, I I enjoyed Hunger Games, but I enjoyed the Divergent a lot more. Yeah, and I, I think that, like, expectations, like, if if we... if I At least for me, if I had gone in with a little bit more reasonable expectations for the last book, I think um, it would have rated higher, and I think if I go back and read it now, kind of knowing what I'm getting into, I'd probably am going to enjoy it a lot more. And mm-hmm. that sort of happened with Mockingjay as well, because I've read Mockingjay twice, and the first mm-hmm. time I was like, oh, okay, it was a, it was good, but not great, not as good as the first two. And then when I read it the second time, I thought it was a lot better. So I, I think it's I did just... enjoy Allegiant, though. I mean, we can talk when Darcy's yeah, read it; we'll definitely get into it. But yeah, and maybe I'll read it again um, because I think it, I could use a reread, but I think, I think Mockingjay, I can kind of see how it's, I mean, just, I mean, I've only read it once and it was right when it first came out. So my memories are a little bit fuzzy of it, but I, I know there's all this stuff where they were at, um, was it district 13? Is that yeah. Where they were? yeah. And then, so they were there for a while and there was all kinds of stuff. And then there was the part where they actually left and went to the Capitol and everything. Like I could, I could see, I could see making that into two movies. Yeah, there's a lot of material there, even though it's not a lot of page, you know, page, not a huge page count. Right, right. Like, yeah, and there's all this stuff with, with PETA and Katniss, and he's, you know, he's been programmed to, spoiler alert, um, he's been programmed to hate her and everything, so there's all that, too, that they have to Yeah, do. we're spoiling two, ser- actually, kind of three uh, series. Three series. Everything all across the board, so. Spoilers all yeah. over the place. <laughs> and there's a show title. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, is there anything else that we need to or want to bring up about the movie, or I can't think of anything. Um... I I wish that the uh, critics had liked it better, but I don't really care that much about what the critics um, have said. I was reading some stuff, uh, them talking that you know they they didn't really care for the movie, but uh, it seems like a lot of people went to go see it, so it's already. Um, made it was number two. It was like no, it was number one, and it was number two. So yeah, something like that. And it's it's approaching. I forget the exact number now, but it's like approaching the two hundred million dollar mark worldwide. So 
it's certainly been a success because I was worried that that it wasn't going to be good enough for them to continue with the, mm-hmm. making the movies. But what were the critics? Um, yeah, I haven't like, really been following. Yeah. What's that? What, what have the, the critics been saying? Do you, any? Yeah, they, I, they just were basically saying that it was, you know, uh, very uh, run-of-the-mill, just another teen movie, and it was kind of that sort of thing, which mm-hmm. I don't so yeah, I I know what teen because, movies they're seeing. Well, <laughs> I think, though, I can sort of see it because of the fact that they sort of didn't... I think they could have played up the seriousness of the ending a little bit more, and maybe even if they didn't have devoted... Didn't have... How do you like those grammars? Um... If you, if they didn't devote so much time to any more, they couldn't really devote any more time to it. But maybe if they had like made it seem more serious, I'm not really sure what they could have done. Though. I don't know, but it sort of had a little bit more of a teen feel than I sort of expected, and maybe that's just because of the battle wasn't as long as I expected. I don't know. Yeah, I, I'm not sure. The book, the um, the but story the book, is definitely a dark. Yeah, story. yeah. definitely. Like, yeah, totally. It's, to me, Divergent is one of those. I think Hunger Games is too, but I think Divergent even more so. Where it's like it's borderline young adult. Like it barely. To me, it just barely makes it into that category. You know what I mean? For, and I think a lot of that's because like the scenes where they're and I like these scenes, but the scenes where they're like in the cafeteria and they're kind of like you know, talking about boys or you know do, like doing with teen. Like those were the young adult parts. But there yeah. were times when it was like, okay, this book isn't messing around, you know? Yeah, the, the, yeah, exactly. the backdrop, the universe like when, that it was taking when, place in, it was, it was pretty... Was this in the first or second book when, when, um, I can't remember their names now. Was it Will? No. No, it wasn't Will. Um, the two get, become factionless and like the, the guy gets, the Peter cuts off his ear and who was that? Was it Peter? Uh, that... Uh, Molly and, and no, not Molly. Um, I don't remember any of this, so maybe I need Which, to. Re- I, I remember the thing where Peter drives the knife into Edward's eye. Edward, Edward, yes, yeah, and okay. and the other girl, um, By- um, Myra, 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 Moira, yeah, Moira. When they become like fa- that's in the second book, I think, isn't it? When they become uh, well, that happens kind of toward the end because it's at the almost the end of the Dauntless uh, training. When right. Peter does that because he's, you know, because Edward's winning or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So there was there was a lot less of, like, it all seemed a little bit frivolous at times. And there wasn't as much seriousness of, like, you know, these people are, these people are, you know, there's some people in here who are really, really out for blood. And, like, the thing, the thing with Al when, you know, he dangles Triss over the edge. Like, I don't think that had as much impact for me because, like, we didn't really see them as friends much. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, we knew, obviously, who read the book, that it was a bigger deal than it really was in the movie, I thought. Like, in the movie, I mean, they hung out and stuff, but you never really... And you really didn't get to see why he did those things. And You know, it would not surprise me if, um, when when it comes out on DVD, if there's a bunch of deleted scenes oh, could of be. things that... Because sometimes, you know, when you make a movie, you like, you only have so much time, mm-hmm. and they have to decide, okay, what goes in, what doesn't. Well, like we said, it was a long movie anyway, so I know that they had yeah, to cut stuff out. yeah. And I think I think I wonder if this book could have could have used a split. <laughs> this movie? Like maybe they should have done six movies instead of four. <laughs> oh wow, that's probably a little bit of a bit yeah, of a little a bit much stretch because 
And especially on a movie that they don't know how well it's going to yeah, do. Yeah, I, know, I to, know, But it seems like they couldn't really tell all the story that they needed to But tell. it probably is sort of a hard balancing act, um, because if they probably are expecting, you know, some of, like, the, the, the teen audience, that's like what we said before, with the, the music and everything, and, and they, they probably are sort of... But then you have to tell a serious story as well, so you yeah, probably have to... Yeah, totally, I get that. Probably is a tricky balancing act to, to get that just right. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and now that there's going to be a second one, you know... Because probably, you know, if the first one had totally flopped, there probably wouldn't be a second one. But right. now that there is, now they can probably have, you know, more more, more confidence to, like, okay, now we can really... Exactly. So maybe the next one will be a little bit darker. Yeah, and I mean, I think we saw that with the Harry Potter series, too, right? Like, it's, the first book is pretty light. And the second one, book is still fairly light, not, you know, not nearly as dark as the series becomes. But movie-wise, the second one was definitely taken a lot more seriously than the first one. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, one other uh, thing, if I can throw it out there, it's just a, a fun little anecdote that's kind of tied into this movie as well. Um, is I follow uh, Veronica Roth on Twitter, and she's relatively active on there. And there was a fun little exchange that um, I saw her talking to some people about on there that um, amused me. Where at one of the movie, uh, like special screenings for the movie in, I think it was in Florida last month. Um, I guess she was going to be there and uh, it was you know very limited seating and that kind of thing. And people were tweeting, you know, oh, upset that it was over and whatever. And I, I guess you either had to email or people were emailing trying to get tickets to this thing. And the person in charge of it kept replying to people um, that Victoria Roth would be there instead of Veronica <laughs> Roth. Oh really? Uh, and uh and then Veronica Roth responded to that on Twitter and it just kind of cracked me up that um she said uh yeah just in case any part of you is starting to think that you might be a big deal you're not. Bam. <laughs> and I was like yeah, that's great. <laughs> like she's got a sense of humor about it. <laughs> like no one knows who she is kind of. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. yeah, so that was that was pretty good. So but uh I guess um, I also wanted to just kind of bring up briefly, and I'll talk about this a bit more, I guess, on the next, uh, when we do the books thing, because uh, some of it more ties into that. But at Comic-Con last year, I did go to the panel uh, for the movie where they showed us a bunch of footage in advance. It was really cool. The whole cast was there. Veronica Roth was there. Um, I shouldn't say the whole cast. Kate Winslet was not there. but I I wondered if she was, yeah. (laughs) Pretty much everybody else was there. Was she Ashley was Judd there? Was I Ashley? think she was. Mm-hmm. I think she was, but don't hold me to that. But I'm pretty yeah. sure she was. Um, I'm, but not quite, like, I'm not sure she's quite as big as Kate Winslet. But. Probably not. Yeah. <laughs> they they literally like the entire stage was full. Like uh, uh, you know, the actress place Tris was there, and Caleb, and Peter, and Molly, and uh, uh, Thor, and Eric. And uh, I forget, like, it was just, it was a huge number of people. It was amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and the director was there. It was pretty cool because uh, the day, it was Thursday of Comic-Con that they, they did the panel. And they had finished shooting the movie on Tuesday. He had Wednesday to try to cut some footage together to show us. And they did the <laughs> panel on Thursday. So. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was pretty um, pretty wild. So, um, but it was great, and everyone was was uh, awesome. And uh, I'm really hoping because Veronica Roth has announced that she's going to be at Comic Con again this year. So I'm hoping that we're going to s- get to see 
uh, a preview for Insurgent. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's cool. That so I'm, I'm was she at the panel for Divergent? Like, did she was she involved in the movie at all? Or oh yeah yeah yeah, she was at the panel. Um, she was involved a lot in, uh, in making sure things. Uh, you know, looked right and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like she was very quick to say, like she knows nothing about making movies, and so she wasn't calling the shots on anything really. It was mostly right. them coming to her saying, "Is this what you meant? Is this look right? Is this good?" You know, that kind of thing. Well, that's good uh, though. Yeah, yeah. So she was very much, and I mean, could not be a sweeter human being. Like I, she was amazing on stage, and I got to meet her. She was um, did a little promotional thing afterward for Allegiant. Um, and I got her autograph and got to meet her and talk to her for a minute and super, super nice person. So she's really young too. Like what? She's 23 or something. She's 23 right now. Yeah. Or 24, something like that. So young. Wow. Kind of makes you wonder what you did with your life. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. her. I know. I know. Right. She get this. She wrote Divergent during winter break between semesters while she's in college and then had sold the movie rights before she graduated. That's wow. insane. Like, nice. Yeah, yeah, it's, cool. it's amazing. Well, yeah, you'll definitely if, if there's anything at Comic Con next next in the summertime, you'll have to we'll have to do another definitely have to do another episode about that, mm-hmm. and you'll let us know what. Uh, yeah, definitely. What definitely. We could probably even do an episode about Comic Con. You could come on and tell us. Yeah. All hey, the cool, I'm all for that. That would all be cool fun. Things, yeah, that would be definitely so. fun if if if. Uh, it doesn't get geekier than that. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah, no, so. d- d- come on, come on. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. We definitely want to start doing more of these. So yeah. Um. Awesome. All right. Well, um, I think that's going to wrap this episode up, um, and uh, we'll be back soon. Um, one of the things coming up, we don't know what the details yet, but it should be in the not too distant future, probably following. Um, the we do the we're all part of the BS Books uh, book club, the Blind Spots book club. I guess we do that one on the twenty fifth. We'd finish up Game of Thrones, so after we're that, reading we'll the book probably... Game of Thrones, we'll probably be doing the TV show here yeah. on Geekology, and we'll be doing some sort of panel stuff. Um, so that should be a lot of fun because I think all of us who will be on um, haven't watched the the TV series before, so it should be a lot of fun. Um, yeah. Even most ever, of us will have read the rest the of the world but... probably on season four, but we'll yeah. be starting we'll be on season so... one because we're rebels. Yeah, so, so. <laughs> should be a lot of fun. Um, and follow us on Twitter on is it Geekology Show, Geekology Show, Geekology Show on Twitter, GeekologyShow dot com, and feedback at GeekologyShow dot com. Right, that's all the places you can uh, haven't get in touch with us. Um, so, I was talking yeah. geekologist today was Josh Delancourt at. Uh, Maxaccessibility.net and blindspots.net. Thanks for being on the show with us today, Josh. Thank you. All right, and uh, take care, everyone, and we'll talk to you next time. Bye.